Hank's Hot Takes, week number stick. We are fully in this thing, five weeks in the books, starting to figure out who the contenders are, who the pretenders may be, really starting to figure out what you have, what you need. So welcome to a wonderful episode here on October 12th of Hank's Hot Takes. Um, I think we'll start by me just saying this is my favorite month of the year by, by I think, a long shot. We have playoff baseball, watching the Phillies and the Braves, which is one of the craziest series I've ever seen. This is going to be the World Series champion. You got Patrick Mahomes and Travis Kelsey absolutely just butt-fucking me right now on Thursday night. But there's deer hunting, there's Halloween, there's there's flannels, there's chicks rocking Han Solo gear. It's it, it's the best month of all time. The wingdings are playing. Whew, I could go on for days. So the vibes are high here on Hank's Hot Takes. And bringing on my week six opponent, not only is he playing me here in week six, but he is also, according to the week five uh, podcast that we did about who is going to be the champion, he is in line for a second mug with a bolstered team. Ladies and gentlemen, none other than Hey Hey, Captain Jack. What's up, Hank? What's up, boys? Hank, you said it perfectly, man. October, incredible month. You finally got some, uh, you got the leaves changing a little bit. You got some cold weather. Uh, and that, and this is when, this is when you get big boy matchups. You start figuring out like who wants to play some bully ball and who wants to run to the hills. So this is uh this is when it gets fun. Yeah, I and I think it was was it last week or was it two weeks ago? Let me double check here real quickly. It must have been week two or three weeks ago. I had what I call an immaculate weekend where my fantasy football team won, the Whitmore Lake Trojans won, the Dexter Dreadnoughts won, CMU won, Michigan won, the Lions won. It was just, dude, I was like, dude, October fucking rocks. That rocks. That does rock. It it was just, it was an all-around great weekend. October has been great, and I, I'm I'm glad you're here, man. You got to be feeling good. Uh, three and two, as as we're a little, as we're almost to the halfway mark here in the season. Give me give me the vibes. What's what's going on in Hey Hey Captain Jack locker room? Well, feeling a lot better after last week, Hank. Um, <clears throat> I got to take a moment out here. I'm just watching the Chiefs, and they just got so fucking cute on third and one running. Tony on a triple option in the backfield. I fucking hate that shit. But anyways. Wait, um, so hang, hang on. I, let, let's let's address this because God I have. damn, they get serious, so cute. This is, and, and I don't watch the, the Chiefs consistently. Like, I, I imagine Matt Munzel might be a decent reference here. But why in God's fucking name, when you need a yard or two or three, do you take the ball? out of the best player in the NFL's hands. Why do you do that? Makes no sense. Not only do you take it out of his hands, he's not even on the field. So it's it's crazy to me. They do it once a game. I, I swear it's once a game. They 
I don't know. They make the the dumbest, cute little bullshit in the backfield, and it drives me insane. But like, like hey, we're feeling game, earlier in this game. They did the tush push out of a fake or out of a field goal formation. So I guess I can understand you don't want Patrick to get hurt. If you're gonna go for it on fourth and one, leave Mahomes in there and let him spin. For God's sakes, he's Wrong thing to wrong hill to die on, I get, but it's so stupid to not have Patrick Mahomes get the ball when you only need when we're talking inches and feet. Yeah, yeah, I completely agree. Completely agree. But okay, back to hey, hey, Captain Jack. Yeah, so yeah, feeling good after last week, Hank. That was a big one. Three and two sounds just feels a lot better than two and three, and uh. It was a tight one. Van Hoof and I both put up big points. And so I needed uh, I needed Jacobs to have just kind of like a run-of-the-mill, like give me RB1 value. And uh, a touchdown in the third quarter did it, and he just, you know, just did enough. So got by Hoof. Um, but it was nervous. You get DJ Moore to score 45 on Thursday night, you're feeling really good about yourself. And then – I'm looking at Hoops team right now. I mean, you get a 33, a 20, 16, like, and he gets cut back, and you're just so fucking nervous. Um, when you get when you see Cooper Cup running slants, and there's no one within five yards of him, it it's a very nerve wracking feeling. But did just enough, and uh, yeah, we're uh, we're off to week six, dude. That that Thursday game. I mean, the granted you won. Van Hoof's lucky stars here was the guy throwing the ball to DJ Moore and his 45 points was Justin Fields. So, like, every time you're getting six points for a score or, you know, massive chunk plays, like, at least Van Hoof is getting some of that back from his quarterback position because, dude, a 45-burger, that was insane. He was, uh, I think he was on pace for, like, 97 fantasy football points after the first quarter it was crazy yeah and he had (laughs) I think he had like one more I didn't watch the whole game but I think he I think he might have had one more touchdown that he stepped out of bounds on or something like that but yeah uh yeah hell of a performance and I don't know did I don't know if Fields figured it out but uh that team is hard to figure out. The last two weeks, they're figuring out the offense. Uh, so, yeah. Yeah, and, I mean, I, I think both Skiv and I said this last week, this this matchup here, kind of just getting into the recap here. This one felt like a playoff game. Uh, both, both teams seeming to have things going in the right direction. 148-141 uh, uh, definitely screams. Uh, contenders, uh, great game overall. Getting Cooper Cup back for Van Hoof is massive. Uh, if you're if you're Hoof, it's like, damn, I I really would have loved to have been three and two versus two and three. Uh, not the end of the world by any means, but what a what a phenomenal game from two teams that are in the top the top part of the scoring right now in the league. So kudos to you. Big win for Hey Hey Captain Jack in a divisional matchup against Van Hoof. Um, 
and, and we're off here. So lo- looking at um, kind of a lopsided, lopsided matchup here, which we had um, anticipated, or I, I guess I should say I had anticipated. Uh, we had Toe Knife going up against Groucher's Royal Flush. Um, I, I don't love picking against my CMU dogs, um, but as stated, I'm, I'm historically a Matt Munzel pro podcast. Um, and, and I took Munz, albeit he started Jordan Love. Uh, it was it was kind of a street fight type game, uh, but Travis Etienne finally connects and goes for uh, you know his biggest uh, biggest game of his season by near double with 26 carries for 136 yards and two tutties, netting about 50 receiving yards. Two toe knife stretches out beyond Grouch's Royal Flush at 91. The, the concern here is Tall has yet to break the century mark. And I just, in a 10-team league with six bench players, you got to be able to score more than 100 if you're going to have a chance to win. So I, I, I'm feeling for Tall. I know we're going to talk about Tal's team and your team and maybe a little bullfrog in a little bit, but that's, that's a tough loss where Munns didn't score 150, 115 certainly felt beatable. Yeah, definitely. And yeah, Tal's been, uh, you know, it's tough. Like he gets, he gets 22 out of HN and, and then, you know, the guys on the IR the next day, it's like, He's been having some injury woes for sure on his squad. Um, and, yeah, we'll get into some depth coming his way. But kind of pulled the wrong string with the Stroud over Burrow card. And and basically Matt does just enough, you know, gets like a decent, not a great day. And and that's, you know, that's what good teams do. Uh, live to see another day and move on. So credit to credit to Mons, ETN with a nice day. and. Uh, Moves on to another win. Sitting yeah, I just, four and one, right? It was it was there sitting for tall with Herbert, Cooper, and Godwin on, and I guess Eckler is obviously injured, but or he'll be back. But everyone on bye weeks, it was just the the door was open for tall. I I begrudgingly accept his five dollars. So very much appreciated, tall. Um, and then in the other. Uh, it's hard to call it a must win with 14 weeks in the season, but it was it was damn near it. Um, Bullfrog takes care of business against Summer Breeze by 1.74 points. That's that's a heartbreaker. If you're if you're Josh Allen and Stephon Diggs. You got to be thinking, what the fuck, guys? Like, can I not get a little bit of help from the rest of my team? It's, it's hard. He had tons of buys, and Skyver rolls out an injured Anthony Richardson and is, is lucky that Brees Lightning finally connects and his team is just built with consistency. Um, it's, a, it's a gutsy win by a team trying to make a bid for first place in the division. Yup. Yup. Just gets enough. Uh, just does enough. And, 
you know, does it without basically his quarterback. So I know it's close, but if you get a normal quarterback play in there, it's like it's uh he's probably putting up a, a a nice 130, 135 spot. So yeah, I think I think Skyr is feeling pretty good about his team. I know he you know he made a move this week, and uh, yeah, uh, I think he'll he'll be in contention. And then with Summer Breeze, like. He's got pieces there, and especially with Jonathan Taylor coming back now, it's uh, I would like to think he figures it out, and I would also like to think that Aaron Jones somewhat makes a comeback in the sense of fantasy relevance. So to be seen, but I, I don't think Havlin's done yet. No, certainly not, and I I, I hope I get partial credit for um, Skyver moving Calvin Ridley down the starting wide receiver list uh he, he put him in his wide receiver two slot and it seems like Jalen Waddle maybe maybe now that he's chasing someone's tail he he felt the need to become wide receiver one again which uh according to week six he will be so great win for Skiv if you're happy I don't know maybe it's just a new team name maybe we just maybe maybe Summer Breeze isn't it I don't know I'm just throwing things out here. Maybe it's time for something new. Maybe something with a racial innuendo or talking about wieners again. Those seem to have worked <laughs> for him in the past. Uh, but that that's that remains to be seen. So great win for Skiv. And then uh, in an absolute cheek clapping, we had the Foggy Dew, who is going to be the week five recipient of $20 for the highest score of the week um not going to be good for first place though that's still going to be alex mortensen in week two with 176 but the foggy dew rolls into town and just backslaps backwoods cleopatra 164 92 yeah he just uh the foggy dew is uh he is a force to be reckoned with, kind of like Conor McGregor, the man himself. And, uh, yeah, and you've been waiting. I mean, everyone's been waiting for Chase to to be Jamar Chase, and then he just drops a 45 spot and says, you know, just like 7-11, I'm always open. So, uh, just team's rolling. Uh, he's got pieces on the bench, too, that, like, he just doesn't, like he doesn't need everyone he's got, so that's a good place to be. Um, and then Mo, you know, got a couple guys out uh, last week, and then loses Connor to the IR. So he's gonna hopefully get healthy here and and right the ship. But Jeff's team is uh, is scary, man. I think top to bottom, like I know he's been shuffling out the QBs, but he keeps he keeps pulling the right strings there, and you know. Cousins against Kansas City, you know he's going to put up a few points, score some points. So, yeah, just rolling right now. It's it's, it's a scary team, and I I can't remember in recent past someone uh, streamlining or going week by week on quarterback. It, it feels like a lot. Everybody tries to draft a top dog or at least a middle tier dog and you just you just roll them out there and Jeff again with Kirk Cousins and there's so many other Brock Purdy's on the waiver wire that he's he's pulling the right strings and 
I mean, he didn't need any help from his quarterback position and Alvin Kamara starting to figure it out. And I think I've said this before, but when you drop a 40 burger, when you have one guy drop a 40 burger, it's going to be really, really hard to lose that matchup. And Mo starting to show some, some Mo like tendencies, just an, just an average week, obviously DK and Mike Evans on a bye. Um, certainly no reason to panic if you're Mo. It's a cross-divisional game. Uh, I guess if you're going to afford to lose one, you might as well lose that. Um, but uh, people should be having Jeff circled on their calendars, I'll say that. Yep, guy scores points. Guy scores points. Yep, and then in the in the last matchup, week five, um. Dirty flip-flops, rolls out there, with 100, gets the win. Um, it, it comes at the expense of Justin Jefferson, which is – it hurts. Uh, this, is, this is new territory for me, being 4-1. and one. Um, My team has definitely been trending in the wrong direction the last couple of weeks. Obviously, we were, we were blazing hot out of the gate, but we, we've kind of come back to reality here, and – I'm certainly not panicking at four and one, but, you know, trying to bolster my team for a run versus having guys get injured and not, not the way we wanted it to go, albeit it's still a win. Uh, but that's just because my opponent basically took a shit in his shoe and then put that shoe on. <laughs> yeah. Well, well said, Hank, you get, uh, for BK, it's like you get 27 out of Hertz and then, you get nothing down the board. And, um, yeah, he, uh, I feel like BK's got a lot of pieces, but they're all, they're all hovering just around that, like seven to 10 point range. And you're just missing a couple of the dogs. And, uh, yeah, I know Jefferson's a big loss for you, but good thing you got Tyreek to weather the storm a little bit. And, um, you know, he'll be uh, he'll be healthy just in time for kind of crunch time with a playoff playoff uh, picture in mind there. So, yeah, way to pull way to pull one out there. Yeah, I, I appreciate it. And uh, again, I like. With I, I was just Brett's team obviously faced some tough matchups with Tony Pollard against San Francisco and Kyron Williams against Philly. But I was. I was really curious that he started Dallas's defense against San Francisco. Um, Dallas's defense has been good, although they're good when they play dog shit opponents and San Francisco is not the one. So, uh oh, Bryce. Uh oh, Bryce. Oh, morning track power. <laughs> Philadelphia, Philly leads three to one, bottom of seven. Sorry if anybody trailed my Spencer Strider take. Nick Castellanos absolutely flipped his dong on him twice tonight. So that's on me. Uh, I'll get you back later in the playoffs. But Brett moves the two and three, juice in the drought, loses one in the division, and dirty flip-flops remains atop as we head for week six. And Eric Cook, that is your week five recap. Did I miss anything? No, man, you nailed it. Um, Week six, you know, this is when we start to get Maybe a little separation from top to bottom. Uh, obviously, there's a lot of games left, but 
this is kind of when you start to separate a little bit, uh, get a couple divisional opportunities with uh, some some places, you know, some pieces some pieces trying to get put into place here. Uh, and yeah, it's a big week, Hank. Let's get into it. Yeah, I, I think with week six upon us, yeah. Once we get through week six, the you know the games back column on the standings, you really start to notice it a little bit more. Where everybody's within reach, everybody's jockeying for position out of the gate. But when you hit week six, it's like shit. I'm three games back, and uh, I I got to climb over two or three other dogs, and you almost start thinking a little bit into the playoffs of you know what do I need to do to be you know, let's say the sixth seed, or what do I need to do to make sure I secure one of those buys? So huge week six coming up. But before we do, um, look, I, I I was blown away between Tuesday night and Wednesday morning. We had a trade, like I don't, in looking in recent memory, I can't, find a three-way trade quite as blockbuster-esque as this. Um, big trade between you, Tal, and Bullfrog, and Eric Skiv. Tell me everything. Don't leave out any sexy details. Yeah, so I don't know. We were talking about this before we went live, Hank. Might be the first three-team trade, at least that at least since I've been in the league. Um, yeah, I think so, because the ESPN certainly didn't make it easy. Yeah, yeah. So I had uh, I had been talking to Tal for a couple of weeks now. Um, you know, he's in a spot where he needs some depth and some – he's got to fill out a roster, especially after last week when, it, you know, he lost two more running backs. Um, and so – he, I was in a spot where I thought I could offer like a two for one with some depth to try to, uh, basically from the outset, I was, I was looking to upgrade at wide receiver. I feel like the one weakness was that third wide receiver spot. Um, and so him and I were talking for a couple of weeks. We threw Devonte Adams out there. We threw, uh, we threw some of his other pieces. I, I like Olave a lot. Um, but couldn't quite seem to find the right combination. And then, uh, so let's see, Tuesday. Yeah. Tuesday night, I got home from work kind of late and, uh, like 7 PM. And I got a lot of work to do that night. And I get put in this three-way text with Skiv and Tal and Tal's just like, I think we can work something out between the three of us. And, uh, Skyver starts drawing some some scenarios up on the iPad sketch, and you know we tweet a couple things. But at the end of the day, um, I sent Jameer Gibbs and Zach Moss to Grouch's Royal Flush. Um, I got Jalen Waddle back from Skiv, and then Skiv sent in addition to Waddle flowers and Deontay Johnson um, to Tal and got back Devontae Adams and A-Chan. And so obviously A-Chan's going to be out a while, but definitely gets the upside there. 
Devontae's obviously Devontae Adams. So it was a blockbuster. I proceeded Tuesday night to get not caught up on work at all. Took, I think, like two hours to get this deal done. But, you know, that's (laughs) the price you pay. So um, went into Wednesday with a smile on my face and and a lot of work to get caught up on. But, yeah, that's how it went down. And, um, yeah, I'm excited. I'm excited to kind of upgrade a wide receiver and, uh, you know, in terms of my, my situation. Wow. That's, that that's incredible. So, I mean, not, not getting caught up on work for Jalen Waddle giving Gibbs and Moss. I, I think I'd have a pretty big smile on my face as well. Um, Knee-jerk reaction when I saw it was, did did Cook just secure his second mug? It is basically what was the thought that ran through my mind. Um, it, I, I think the trade, obviously everyone, a part of it feels they're getting better or it, it's helping their team in a, in a manner that reaches the goals that, that they're aspiring to. But I, I, to me, it, it feels like you absolutely got got the best of this, where Skiv is getting Adams in an injured A chain, and Tolliver obviously is just in a position where it, it feels a little bit like it, this trade makes Week Six a must win for Tall because he had so many injuries and he just needed needed bodies in the lineup that can acquire points. So it feels like he's kind of going all in here, and and the if it doesn't work in week six, you know he's got enough talent on his team to do what Tal does and survive the the toilet bowl. That's that's kind of how I, I saw it. What, what what were you thinking? Yeah, I think T. I think Tal was in a spot where he just had to. He quite honestly had to get some bodies in and. You know, obviously you can go to the waiver wire to some extent, but you're not getting, uh, you know, you're not getting starters at that point, most likely. Um, so I think he was in a spot where he was a little bit vulnerable in the sense that he he's in win now mode for sure. Um, and I think Skyver, you know, I think Skyver, for his credit, like he's got very high upside now where. Devontae Adams will be, you know, plug and play wide receiver one. And then, you know, he's going to have to sit on HN for a while, but we've seen what he can do. So uh, that's going to be nice in about four or five weeks when you really need those wins at the end of the year. So we'll see how it shakes out, man. But I think um, I'm hopeful that this is uh, this is that final piece to to give me a good shot at this thing. Yeah, my 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 last note about it is as I'm as I'm taking in all of the content as the as the host of the podcast that that follows this this wonderful league. You know, I'm getting calls from Tall and Skiv, and I'm getting I'm getting screenshots of the iPad sketch just uh, just from a content perspective. All of a sudden, I realized I'm playing you here in week six and i was like you gotta be fist fucking me dude cook is gonna have jalen waddle in his flex 
to play me here in week six as, again, I must reiterate, I'm getting fist-fucked by Patrick Mahomes and Travis Kelsey, who are only beating the Broncos 16 to nothing. So not feeling great from a fantasy football owner's perspective. I am happy for you that the trade went well, but also this is not the appropriate time for that. (laughs) Yeah, well, (laughs) I appreciate the concern. Um, Yeah, I wish you luck, but not this week. So we'll leave it at that. What what is it that they say? Don't uh don't interrupt your enemies when they're fucking up or something like that. <laughs> yeah, I think that's what uh I think that's in the art of war. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit, man! Well, well super cool. Well, what a you, you always love to see a trade. It always keeps things exciting. Um, which I guess takes us into week six, where I guess let's start with the man who I, I think was the engine behind the whole trade in Grouch's Royal Flush and Tall going up against Summer Breeze. Um, it's one and four versus one and four. It's, it is not cut in time. Someone has a real opportunity to get right back into the thick of things here. Um, Tolliver, as we stand starting the fourth quarter of the Thursday night game, has a 15 spot from his defense, the Kansas City Chiefs. Um, and we are, this will be the last week without me setting lines. Um, like, like I texted in the group, uh, I've been hot this year. I'm 10 and 4 with my fantasy picks this year. Um, as guests right now, you guys are 8 and 9. Uh, this is the first time I've ever had a lead, and it's a pretty big one thus far. So, we're going to keep everything on money line right now, but next week I will have um, spreads. So $5 for any of my picks that I, I choose. i uh, been pretty hot again there. But Cook, Summer Breeze, Grouch's Royal Flush kick things off. What do you like? What do you see? What do you know? Yeah, I feel like this is a – this might be a loser leave town game. You know, you got one and four – Versus one and four, and the winner here is feeling like they have a shot to kind of get back into this thing, and the loser is in a is in a dark place. So this is actually a huge game, and projections right now are fairly close. Um, I think it's very. I think one storyline here is Jonathan Taylor for Havy versus Zach Moss for Tal, who he just acquired. Zach Moss has actually been. You know, last week, uh, definitely not surrendering his touches yet to Taylor. So I really think it could come down to that that situation of is that a 50-50 backfield at this point? Or, you know, is Moss actually getting more touches? Um, Because I think that, you know, when they're playing each other, you're going to really see that uh, flip one way or the other here. So. I'm interested to see how that shakes out, and uh, I think this is going to be a close one, Hank. Um, I think I think I'm just going to give the edge to Summer Breeze in the sense that at the end of the day, I'm going to trust Josh Allen and Stefan Diggs, and you never know when they're going to combine for a 60-burger, you know, so... 
I'll take uh, I'll take the stars in this one and uh, and see how this shakes out. Yeah, I I think that's the right pick. I think in this game, a a stack as electric. I I think it's the best stack in the league. I I, I guess the the current argument would be for my own team and Tua and Tyreek. That that's certainly an electric one as well. But I, I think this is one, um, basically what that affords you is it gives you a chance to win every game. You're, you're always going to have a chance because, like you said, I, at minimum, they're going to put up 30 between the two of them, but they could go for 60 and 70. Uh, lo- love those two. Kyle's going to roll back out the what could be the resurging Bengals. Um, certainly, he doesn't have the the best stack of it, but he does have T. Higgins, sporting two new members of the team, Zach Moss and Zay Flowers, in a starting lineup. I, I mean, it's everything in me, fantasy football wise, is telling me to go with Summer Breeze. Jonathan Taylor's coming back. Joe Mixon, DeAndre Hopkins, Tyler Lockett, like KJ Osborne now with. Um, Justin Jefferson gone, which is such a bummer. Um, Havy secured him for 42 waiver dollars, and I had nominated 41. So pretty, pretty bummed that I didn't get KJ Osborne. But everything is telling me to go with Summer Breeze. However, I'm going to pick Tall. I don't have a sound reason. So I'm just going to end it by saying, Let's fucking go tall. <laughs> hey, hungry dogs run faster. And so <laughs> Tal's got to have it. So it's not a bad pick. I think we got and maybe our first five are there. I, 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 I like it a lot. I, I, I'm picking against a, a, a division foe. Um, I hate it. I, I hate it with every fiber in my being. I, I think Havi has a really good chance of making this a runaway, but it just it feels like this is the spot where Paul feels vindicated because he fostered the trade, he got what he wanted, and the fantasy football gods are going to pay dividends for that. Um, and, and I guess to both these teams, last year we we saw the champions sneak in at six and eight. So by no means is it over. It, it just makes your second half of the season got to have a much higher win percentage than the first. So I, I, I'm taking tall. You got a $5 bet there all day long. The The bummer with this matchup here, Cook, is both of these guys, which I, I appreciate very much about both of them, they're both surefire $5 bets if I pick against them. They, great, great engagement with the pod. So it's a bummer that they have to play one another because now I'm only going to get Havy co- coming after me for some for some scratch. Yep, I love it. I love it. You know, you <laughs> got five coming back that way from whoever you don't pick there. So there we yeah. go. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. Um, well, well, let's go right to the the, the third member of the three way trade. You got three and two bullfrog sporting his new sexy chocolate wide receiver out of Las Vegas, Devontae Adams. 
going up against Backwoods Cleopatra. Cook, what are your thoughts? Yeah, I mean, initially, none of them, uh, none of them have uh, guys playing Thursday night in their starting lineup, so it's a clean slate for Sunday. Um, you know, Backwoods, uh, Backwoods Ken is projected to win this as of now, uh, but he's got. I think he might have a little bit tougher matchups just from a week by week basis. Um, Sam Laporta hopped up on the injury list today with a calf injury. And so I'm sure Skiv is watching that closely, but if he can't go, that's going to be, uh, that's going to be a really hard blow for, for Bullfrog there. Uh, he's going to have to go to the waiver wire and, and Laporta's just been on a tear, which, you know, as a, as a Lions fan, like that is just. Watching him run routes and look like baby Gronk out there is so fun. So um, I like seeing this Laporta versus Hawkinson matchup in the tight end slot. And I just hope Laporta plays and just buries TJ into the ground with his fucking earache that he said I'll camp out with. So, um, yeah, that's got people up here fired up. Uh, people are not not loving Hawkinson right now as as Vikings fans. But. I'm going to roll – I'm going to go against the projections here and roll with Bullfrog. And I have no clue why that is. I'm, I'm going to ride that he just acquired Devontae Adams. He's got a favorable matchup against New England. And I'm just going to ride with Bullfrog and pray that Mike Evans does jack shit against the Lions this weekend. I, I, I love it. What's your take on this one? I similarly to pick and tall, I I I feel that the fantasy football gods a lot of times either are really gracious when you get a trade and you see instant results. Your guy goes for three touchdowns, he instantly is your new favorite player on your team things like that and i think that could be the case for skiv and Devontae adams um un- unfortunately i am so out on the las vegas raiders right now i think they are doo-doo but and Devontae adams is the only thing shining out of that toilet bowl um and i can't right now in good conscience pick against christian mccaffrey the dude is He's making a serious argument for MVP. Um, I, I'm sorry, I got to put Hawkinson into into the win column there. But L- Lamar Jackson is due for a big game after the the classic Baltimore versus Pittsburgh poo fleeing contest that they had last week. Um, not picking against Christian McCaffrey this week. I I did it, uh, or I should say, I did it last week and I it paid off in picking Jeff. Um I don't think Skiv is baldest, but again I'm I, I like Christian McCaffrey a whole heck of a lot. So I'm gonna lean I'm gonna lean backwards Cleopatra um regardless of which tight end Skiv starts. I see he did or he does have Evan Ingram, another Jacksonville Jaguar, which 
he you know is, is not a huge fan of, but perhaps they're getting hot. So st- still still sticking with Backwoods Cleopatra. So we are against each other two for two here, Mr. Cook. Yeah, yeah, we are. I'm not feeling great about that with your record this year, but um, you know, let's do it. There's there's a quick ten on it, so yeah, let's hop in the next one, huh? Love it, dude. Let Let's go to the other clean slate. Um, uh, th- 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 this one will be fun. This is this is another playoff matchup that that I feel. Um, got the foggy dew coming off his big week in week five. Three and two in the four wins division against can't sleep, need more players. Two and three in the three rivers division. That's a lot of numbers. I'm going to have to come up with a better way to say that because I just said three <laughs> and two in the four division and two and three in the three division. So, uh, regardless, you got Jeff, you got Van Hoof, clean slate here Thursday night. Um, I'll kick it off here. I'll keep this relatively simple. I'm taking Baldus. I'm riding the hot hand. He's got a new quarterback in. He's got old Matty Staff going in there. And I love the Adam Thielen play. Guy is hotter than a bottle rocket in July. Give me the foggy dew, albeit a close one. Yeah, I just watched – I just watched Kelsey pull himself out after rolling his ankle again. So that's not great for getting healthy here, but yeah. Yeah. What you said is right. I, I actually, I like Hoof's team a lot, especially if fields has figured it out a little bit. Um, and Montgomery, you know, is going to keep scoring touchdowns cup is back and fully healthy. It appears. So his team, like, I think his team is, is very easy to pick here, but uh, exactly what you said. I'm gonna ride with a hot hand. Foggy Dew is just has a wagon right now, and um, you know he's also seems to pick these quarterbacks correct every week. So we got to roll with Staff God, and uh, I'm gonna roll with Foggy Dew as well. Yeah, I, I love it, and it, it, definitely worth noting that we're we're starting to get into the bye weeks as well. Uh, we had some last week and we had some this week. Um, but th- this matchup is also a good reminder about um, overseas games uh, that we, we do have a few 930s. Uh, the Baltimore Tennessee game kicks off 930 Eastern time. So uh, if, if you're if you're like Brett outrisen the town Saturday night might be a good idea to make sure that lineup's locked. You feel me? Yeah, hopefully he uh, listens to this in time, but you're absolutely right. Uh, you know, maybe he's up early Sundays, though, because he's got to watch the Premier League. So um, we'll see. We'll see what happens there. But, um, yes, yeah, just we... just rolling with Foggy Dude, dude. Fire up. Yeah. Uh, well said, man. And And speaking of one BK, we got Juice in the drought going up against Toe Knife. Um, a uh, li- little bit of action here uh, Thursday night. Toe Knife at four and one. He's got Isaiah Pacheco coming in with 12 and a half. Uh, he's got the ball. He got, oh, okay, down at the, uh oh. 
Okay, he's up. All right, Oof, you're good, Mons. Thought he was hurt there for a second. Versus um, Rasheed Rice. Um, I honestly have never heard of that guy before. Maybe it's more of a testament to me than anything. Uh, he's a, he's got, a rookie, so that's fair. And he's he's got 9.2 for Brett. So uh, slim lead for Matt Munzel with his RB2 against BK's wide receiver 3. And I, I kind of feel like this is a get-right game here. A little up-down theory. Um, Brett coming off a stinker. Munns winning a game he easily could have lost. So maybe a little complacency there. I I, th- I think Brett is in a, a place where his team has got more favorable matchups and, and could really explode here. So um, I'm taking juice in the drought over four and one toe knife. Wow, I think uh, maybe the big, maybe the biggest disagreement so far this year because I'm gonna throw another fiver your way, and uh, I like toe knife here um, for a couple reasons. I think I think St. Brown might have a nice game for for our beloved Lions, and then I think Jordan Addison with Jefferson out, uh, especially against a bad Chicago team. I think he's going to have a really nice game. And Mons finally gets Eckler back. I believe he's going to play and, and is healthy. So, you know, if Eckler right now, like Eckler's sitting in his flex, and and that's a nice – that's just a nice piece to have. So uh, give me uh, give me toe knife here, HD. Yeah, it's, it's, it's the right pick is absolutely what it is. Um, and I just – it's again, I'm, I should be going with my gut. I'm, I'm 10 and four. I don't know why I'm deviating from the plan here, but Jordan Addison without Justin Jefferson against Chicago is great. Brandon Ayuk on San Francisco is great. Amon Ross St. Brown against Tampa Bay. That should be a bit of a shootout. Justin Herbert to Austin Eckler. Like it all makes sense that toe knife is going to be five and one, but I think, I think BK has got something for him. So stick, sticking with my guns and this is the, the biggest discrepancy in host to guest picks that we've had here in 2023. So if you're up for it at, at, the, at the $15 stake there, my friend. Let's do it, man. Let's do it. <laughs> one of us, one of us should uh, come out on top with only three differences. So I like it. We'll see how it plays out. HD. Yeah, that, that's great. And I, it actually, it, it brings up an interesting idea that I, I've been, I've been thinking about and, um, a few guys will know what I'm talking about right off the bat here, but Jacob Van Hoof used to run a, um, what he called a friend or foe matchup. Um, I don't know if he still does, maybe just because I moved, uh, I'm no longer on the inner circle, but basically, uh, you know, he would provide a few matchups and then everybody would get to make their picks. And basically you would end up with a $5 stake against everybody that made the other pick. So if it was, 5v5, you know, there, there really wasn't tons of damage to be done. But if you were the only one to say, you know, pick Brett, and then you had a $5 bet against nine other guys, you know, you got a chance to either lose 45 bucks or win 45 bucks. So I, I'm curious to see if, if I could get enough participation to do that for a, for a weekly matchup, which, which maybe we'll try. But j- just a thought that I had for a, for a new content idea. 
I like it, man. I like it. That that would be fun. Um, yeah, that'd be fun for sure. I think that that should be in the mix. All right, I I appreciate the support. That's definitely always needed. Um, well, there we have it. Those are the week six picks. Oh boy! All right, this is this is not cutting time for uh, for dirty flip flops. Can we survive without our mascot? Without the gritty goblin? Without Jay Jettas? I'm I'm not feeling great out of after the trade. Watching this Thursday night football game, but I'm gonna stay positive. We got Tyreek Hill. We got Tua. We got a stack that can do it. So, um, those those were the picks, Cook. Um, I'm dying to ask you though to kind of turn the page here. Are you? How is your football fandom this year? Are you all in on the Lions Kool Aid? Um, I think Libby transitioned back to a Lions fan, right? Are are you all in on the Lions? Yep. Yep, we're all in on the Lions. Libby rocks her uh, Lions sweatshirt every weekend. Um, yeah, we went to the we went to the Packers Lions game in Devere last year, and she told me as we were walking into the stadium, she's like, "I think if the Lions lose this game, I'm gonna be, it's gonna be painful." And I just said, "Welcome to the den," you know. Uh, that's that's being a football fan is tough. And so she's, she's bought in and uh, it's been an absolute pleasure just watching the lions this year, man. I, I've loved just soaking up. Like I just listen to any clip of national media, like finally talking positively about our lions and, and it's a blast. And especially being up here, it's like, I can just kind of rub it in people's faces a little bit for the shitty down years we've had for, a long time and and to get it in a year that the vikings are struggling it's just it's just perfect so yeah it's been a lot of fun and then you know in terms of college too like michigan is just just rolling teams and and so at least with the teams i care about it it might be collectively the best year um we'll see how things shake out obviously but for the first time in maybe forever like both teams i care about are just absolutely rolling right now so it's got to be fun for you too hank i'm assuming dude yeah that, that that's really well said i like the you know, obviously as a lifelong lions fan like you're in nfc north hostile territory and like you know every sunday every monday you get to wear your lions polo to work like just not only proud but like a little smug because like Listen, here at Globo Gym, we're better than you, and and we know it. Like that's just th- that's got to be a cool feeling. I've I've only a few times been to like away games, and you know your team wins, and like there's that there's that little bit of arrogance, like stop stomping on their welcome mat. That that feels so good. So very 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 cool. Um, yeah, I'm I'm thor- thoroughly enjoying it. This. 2023 has been a far superior year to the two former. So I am, I'm all in. Everything can keep going well this year. I would be just fine with that. I, I can tell you that. And I'm certainly not taking any of it for granted. Um, 
the only thing about the Lions that I like, I, I feel like I missed out on was all of the local media and even some of the national media. Like we're we're talking about Super Bowls, we're talking about NFC, you know, division games. We're already talking about getting the first round by all of this crazy stuff. We're like, can't we just take a second and appreciate that for like the last sixty years we have been a dumpster fire of a team and like. Can we just get a tipped cap of like, this is sweet? No, of everybody, it's everybody always wants more. It's never good enough. I'm just like, can we just for one second pay Jared Goff and just be happy that we're four and one right now? Exactly. Yeah, super well said. And and uh, you know, these are like these are the years, or at least the week by week, where you just gotta you gotta savor it because we've been waiting for this forever and. You know, there's obviously a lot to play out still, but, um, you know, assuming they make the playoffs and even if they struggle, it's like you got to enjoy the ride. That's what makes it fun as a fan. And and they look good. And not only do they look good, but they're they're also heading the right way with a young team. So, you know, this should be set up where we get at least a few years of this. And, and that is just like that is just so fun to think about. and. Yeah, yeah, I could go on and on, HD, but yeah, and it's stop a, there. It's a, it's a good, like, it's a good age for us to where, like, when, when the Red Wings, you know, had twenty five years of dominance, you know, that basically ended when I was like fourteen. So, you know, I, I remember it, but I don't, I don't have like the the most crystal clear view of all of those things, and. The, the the Tigers run, albeit never with a ring, you know, happened in high school. So I remember that one a little more vividly. But like, you know, I I don't have any memories at all of the Lions being good and having fun watching them. And like, you know, here at twenty nine, married with a kid on the way. Like this is like this is a good year to remember us being good. So so drunk on the Honolulu Kool Aid. I'm I, I'll sip it till the keg runs dry. Yeah, dude. Yup. And it's just fun. It's fun to watch Hutch get after the guys. Like, it's just like top to bottom. It's the best team I've seen the Lions have. And, and, you know, they got a lot of guys that are going to come back and get healthy throughout the year too. So, um, it's fun. You just got to enjoy it. You got to enjoy every week of it, man. Cause you don't know how long it's going to last. Dude, that, that interception off that screen was wet. Filthy, filthy, dude. <laughs> and then I thought, oh man, the way he got hit off that pick, he got freaking clipped. And I was like, please get up and be okay after that. Uh, but yeah, yeah, he's a beast. Um, I feel like he's like not quite to his, like, I think he's got like one more notch to go to in terms of like what he's going to get to long term. And, and yeah, it's fun to watch, man. Competent coach, competent GM who like is drafting at an insane clip of just landing on guys and like Laporta, man, Brian Branch, like these guys are set up for for a good run now. So it's fun to it's really fun to see. This granted, the show is called Hank's Hot Take, so this might be a hot take. When I watch Aiden Hutchinson, 
to me, it feels like he moves unathletically. Is that a stupid mm. thing to say? No, it, you're I feel right. Like it's like, almost like he's like gumpy almost, but obviously he's not. It just it, it feels like he moves in a in a very strange with strange mannerisms. No, he does. He does, Hank. And like when you watch, when you watch, say like Micah Parsons or or uh, Bosa or even like watching Max Crosby last weekend, like these guys, like they get off the edge quicker. But Hutch just is seemingly right place, right time, and he also just overpowers guys, and uh, and he makes plays. And yeah, he. I think he leads the league right now in quarterback pressures uh, by, like, quite a large margin over anyone else, including all those guys. So, yeah, fun to watch, and uh, we'll, see how, we'll see how it goes. But um, give, me a division, give me a division crown. That's what I need this year. Oh, man, I, 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 am, I am all in. So let's uh... – let, let's put together a little parlay here, and then we'll get the boys out of here. It's uh, it's just a three-legger this week. We got myself, you, and then our, our, our dearly beloved um, Punishment Czar has submitted a selection. So um, I guess we'll start with Mo. Or actually, let's do this. Let's, let's start with you because Mo um, – Mo selected two picks because he thinks that you may pick the same one that he picks. So he has an alternate, but I'm going to let you go first out, out of, uh, out of respect for the guest. Okay. That's, uh, that's funny. Cause I feel like he probably knows where I'm going, but we've been talking it. Uh, yeah, we've been talking these boys up the last 20 minutes. Um, I'm just, I'm going Lions money line. Uh, right now I see it at minus 168. Um, I feel like it's a little bit safer than against the spread, especially if we're going to do a three-game parlay here. So um, just give me Lions money line on the road. I know it's on the road. It's against a Tampa Bay team that has a good record, but they're frauds and they haven't played anyone. And I don't trust Baker Mayfield. And that's basically it. So, I'm going to take the hot hand. I think the Lions are going to move on here to five and one and put themselves in a spot where they're contenders for not just a division win, but the whole fucking NFC. So, yeah, give me Lions money line. Is that it's funny. Is that what Mo thought I was going to do? That, that, that's, that's exactly right. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Shout out Mo. Uh, he knows me well. But, yeah, I'll take Lions money line and I'm curious to see what you guys are thinking. Yeah, um, and we we do have a we do have a member of the league attending that game. Uh, Oliver will be in stadium uh, as the Lions take on Baker and the Bucks here come Sunday afternoon. So he'll be drunk, he'll be sunburned, he'll be cheering us on to hopefully our first Hank's hot takes uh, hit, and then. Mo is coming in with the 49ers minus nine and a half against the Cleveland Browns. Um, a pretty big spread, but uh, I picked Lions minus 10 against a bad team. 
last week, and, and that seemed to work just fine. Um, but yes, Mo, Mo did have you picking the Lions, and uh, so he's going to take the 49ers minus nine and a half. There we go. There we go. I like that. I think uh, when you see those big point spreads in the NFL, it is tough to take. Um, but if you're going to take it from any team, I, I would take it from the 49ers right now because uh, they're rolling. And I know they're on the road. Cleveland does play good defense, but I I like it. I think they're rolling. Yeah, and th- this is going to be a, just a – wild parlay here because I'm I'm also I'm taking the biggest favorite of the weekend. Um I'm taking Dolphins minus 13 and a half over the Carolina Panthers. Um that's two weeks in a row. I'm just fading the Panthers. Um so we'll we'll see if that becomes an actual trend that I might start betting um individually. Love the Dolphins. Obviously, I have a ton of them on, or I have two of them on my team. Um, the Panthers are in cheeks, and that secures a, let's see here, Dolphins, San Fran, Lions money line. That is a plus 447 parlay, which is the well, the the lowest odds, or I should say, the 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 least return on investment, suggesting that it's the most likely to hit. So I'm feeling good about this one, Cook. I think we're bringing home a dub this week. Yeah, man. Yup, I like it a lot. Um, yeah, let's go heavy favorites, man. Let's just run that into the ground. I love it. And this is the week. This is the week we get it right. And you know. That's why we gamble for for parlay wins this week. Oh, I, I absolutely love it, man. Well, well, there's your show, fellas. I hope everybody's doing all right. Um, and as always, on Hank's Hot Takes, the final word is the guest. Mr. Cook, you have the floor, sir. Yeah, yeah. Love you, boys. Um, just uh, enjoy this fucking ride this year. The boys are buzzing, and every Sunday I wake up excited, not looking at mock drafts. Uh, this team is electric. They're getting better and better, and uh, who knows? Maybe this is uh, – maybe we're the team to beat for the next 10 years. Just let that sink in this week, boys, and uh, I'll see everyone soon. Love y'all.